Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast that talks about making money, keeping money, investing money, and you need an integrated wealth team. So today, and we always record these in a very evergreen style, but today we're also headed to the end of the year. So we're going to do both. We're going to make it evergreen and we're going to give you some deadlines on when you need to get accounts open. We're talking to Edwin Kelly today. He owns a specialized IRA, which is just an extraordinary company that will self-direct your IRA. So I'm just going to jump in. How did you even arrive at being a custodian of IRAs? And then we're getting into the description and what you can do with the IRA. So I think most people think of an IRA as a 401k in the United States. And oh, that's a painful vehicle. So welcome to uh, Laurel's for Money Talks. Yeah, well, hey, Laurel, it's awesome to uh, be with you once again, even though this one's from a little bit of a distance. But uh, the way that I got into it is interesting. When I was young, I studied the greats of old, you know, Rockefeller and Carnegie and Aristotle Onassis, Ford, you know, and, and all these guys. And and I knew I always wanted to be in business for myself and I wanted to have control over my own destiny. And I was always into money and finance and investing and, and those kinds of things. And I was really trying to look for a niche. And one of the things that I observed from studying all those people, and, you know, there's a lot of common elements among successful people. But one of the things that I found was that in many cases, these folks started a business in what was uh, generally a new industry. And as that industry expanded, their business expanded. And so that's what I would always kind of look for. I said, you know, what, what, what is something that people are going to have a need for that solves serious problems from a financial standpoint and is new and that people aren't aware of yet where I can really make a splash in that space? And that's when I kind of discovered self-directing. And the great thing about self-directing retirement accounts is that although it's new to a lot of people, it's not new at all because retirement accounts have been around since, you know, as we know them today, since 1974. So there is already kind of an established industry in terms of retirement plans. That's what everybody thinks of. And you alluded to like the company sponsored 401k plans. The problem is that those plans haven't worked as well for people as they thought in many cases. And the reason why is because of the limitations that most financial companies put on the investments that they hold. So anyone who has a company-sponsored retirement plan, whether it's a 401k or a 403b or, or whatever that looks like, they're used to only having five to 10 mutual fund options. And if people don't like those options, the company they work for doesn't give them any alternative. And so the self-directed space is one that really allows someone to get complete control over their retirement account and invest in anything allowed by the government. And so really, the possibilities are endless. And that, those are the kinds of things that I always enjoyed investing in. And those are the things that to work. And that's what caused me to build this company. Because the other thing that I found was there wasn't really a company out there doing what I was trying to do or would allow yeah. me to do what I, I wanted to do or supported me. So that's kind of the impetus and kind of how I birthed Specialized. Yeah. And so let's talk about self-directed in a more detailed way, which is, you can walk into Schwab Fidelity, some of those traditional firms, and they'll say absolutely with self-direct. So talk about what people think it is versus what you do that's so drastically different. And we're going to get into some investing examples because so many investors are moving this direction. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, that's one of the biggest challenges out there right now today is that there's so much misinformation. What a lot of financial firms used to say when people would go to them and say, hey, I want to self-direct. They'd say, well, yeah, you can't do that here. And then they got wise because right, self-directing is becoming, I mean, people are becoming more aware of it and more and more people are getting into it. And so what they switched was, they switched kind of that statement to, oh, well, that's all we offer is a self-directed retirement account. In fact, Scott Trade, interestingly enough, actually has on the top of their statement, self-directed IRA. That's what it says. And so they put it in print. So what I tell people is that because of this kind of confusion out there, that the way to clear it up is the fact to understand that there's, there's what people call self-directed and there's what's truly self-directed. So if you go to any bank or brokerage and say, hey, do I have, I want a self-directed IRA, they're going to tell you, great, that's all we offer. And what they mean by that statement is that they'll allow you to pick any investment, that's the self-directed part, on their platform. So typically, they're limiting you to stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and CDs, right? Those are your options. So a better question to ask is to simply say, hey, look, you know what? I found this foreclosed property at the end of my street. I want to buy that in my retirement account. I want to have my retirement account pay to fix it up and put a tenant in there and collect all the rent tax-free. Can I do that with you? And if you ask that specific question, all the big banks, all the big brokerages, the names that everybody knows, the answer will unequivocally be no, you can't do that here every single time. So a self-directed retirement account is one where the custodian, i.e. specialized, allows you to invest in anything that the government allows you to invest in without restrictions. And one of the things I just want to point to is the language, because I've you know just tested that where you go into a traditional firm, and I don't know how many times they'll say, no, it can't be done. And I think anybody that's listening really needs to watch that language, because what really they should say is they can't do it, like exactly to your point, but it can be done. And how many, there's a very what handful of companies that even know how to do what you guys do at Specialize. Yeah, I mean, you know, you probably have in any given city take any reasonable size city, Cincinnati, Ohio, as an example, or any city. And there could be a thousand or more financial institutions there. And that's just in a city. But nationwide, there's probably less than 30 firms that specialize and do what we do. So yeah, it's a smaller industry, but it's becoming a much larger segment of the retirement sector and of retirement accounts in general. And so, I mean, we kind of know, I mean, it's just a lack of education from we're so aligned on what we teach in the alternative space, but talk about what's allowed, what's disallowed. So let's talk about the rules and we'll talk about some fun examples because you have some very, I call them ninja tricks around how you get these strategies done for people and make a millionaire inside their IRA. Yeah. So, so here's the cool thing about it. The way the rules work, and this is kind of something as kind of a basic understanding of how to apply the rules and figure out what we can and cannot do. The government, interestingly enough, and I know you figured this out, Laurel, but if, for folks listening, if you haven't figured this out, the government doesn't want to take responsibility for anything. Okay. So with that philosophy in mind, when they wrote the rules when it comes to retirement accounts, they don't tell us what we can do. Because if they told us we could do something and we did it and it didn't work, we might blame the government, right? That's their thinking. So instead of telling us what we can do, they tell us what we cannot do. So what we're looking at are the things that we cannot do. And, and they refer to these things in the code as prohibited transactions. So to understand all the things that we can do, we got to look at the things that we cannot do. And the cool thing is there's only a few things that we cannot do. 
Okay. So the first one is we cannot buy life insurance inside of our retirement account. Okay. Life insurance is a great thing to have. You should have it. I have it, but we just don't buy it inside our retirement account. Okay. So that's the first thing. Very clear. Right. Second thing is we can't buy beer in our retirement account. <laughs> that's the common response. I've never heard of all, like, the, all, all the times I've talked with you. I've, I've never heard that one, but that one's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because people say, are you being serious? Like they think it's a joke. I'm like, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> they, they actually wrote it in the code. Now it's under a heading called alcoholic beverages. So uh, I know you're more of a wine connoisseur, Laurel. We can't buy wine either. But here's what I, what I will tell you is that although you can't buy beer in your retirement account, I can show you how to buy the brewery that makes it. All right. Having said that, that falls under a little larger heading called collectibles, right? So antiques, rugs, gems, stamps, coins, those things are specifically listed. Oh, and oh, by the way, I always enjoy this one. You know, the government says you can't buy coins in your retirement account unless, of course, you buy them from us. Then we'll allow it. Okay, just as an FYI. So that's the second thing, right? Collectibles. We're not going to buy that inside of a retirement account. And the third thing is self-dealing, right? And self-dealing, I'm not going to get into a, a lot of detail on that. But what I will say is when you're investing, when you're working with professionals who help put the investments together, it's virtually impossible to trigger a self-dealing transaction, which is why I'm not even going to get into it unless you want to later on. But those are the three things that we cannot do. So wrap that up, life insurance, collectibles, and no self-dealing. As long as we aren't doing one of those three things, basically anything we want to do is pretty much allowed. Interesting. So. I know we're going to talk about the creative side of this too. So we talk about what they are, what you can and can't do at a high level. Let's talk about the kinds of accounts and then how to use them. My daughter just came up with a cool one. So we're going to get right to the analysis of it right here on this podcast, because I think uh, my little 12-year-old actually listens to her mother. It's quite brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always a plus. You know, I'm not so sure that my kids listen to me all the time. So... In terms of different types of accounts, I put accounts into three different categories. I mean, one of the things we actually do is specialize. We create custom plan designs for our clients. And that's where we, we look at your family situation, your business, your income, your goals. And then we, we basically create a custom plan or a roadmap in terms of how to achieve them in a very tax efficient way. And so we use accounts from all of these three categories. So the first category are individual retirement accounts. We're all individuals, so we all pretty much qualify for those. The second category is what we call small business retirement plans. So if you own a business, if you are in business or you have the intent to make money in a business, then you qualify for a small business retirement plan like a solo 401k as an example. And then the last category are what we call tax advantage specialty accounts, health savings accounts, education savings accounts. And so what happens is, is that in many cases, And in fact, in most cases, probably people qualify to open and contribute to an account in each of those categories. So for someone who says, hey, look, I really want to maximize my wealth building. I want to shelter as much money from taxes and and get the asset protection, which is another benefit of retirement accounts on the assets that I hold in there. People actually have a ton of options. And we go through those things, you know, on, on an individual basis because they are so individualized. That's why I call it a custom plan. So let's talk a little bit about the Roths too, because, you know, Canadians, you know, married to Canadian, they have TSFAs, right? So that's similar, but I still think that the Roth vehicle is one of the best, you know, we were ever given in the United States. So talk a little bit about that one, because then I'm going to ask you some questions, because my daughter has a Roth with you, 
and wants to put an LLC in there to put her modeling in there? Can she do that? Okay, good question. And I'm, I'm going to answer <laughs> that a couple different ways. But with the Roth, yeah, the Roth is compelling, right? And, and the Roth is compelling because it's the only vehicle that I know that allows us to go from forever taxed to never taxed. And that's exactly what a Roth is. Because when you and I have a Roth retirement account, and, and I'm calling it a Roth retirement account because there's Roth IRAs, there's Roth 401ks, there's those tax specialty accounts, tax advantage specialty accounts that act like a Roth, but for specific purposes like healthcare or education. So a Roth-based account is one where all the income we generate in that account is not subject to tax. All the profits and earnings from investment activities are not subject to tax. And when we spend that money, we get to spend it 100% tax-free. It's not subject to federal income tax. It's not subject to AMT, not Social Security, not Medicare, nothing. I mean, if you pull $100,000 a year out of a Roth, you get to actually spend $100,000 a year. So the government can't touch that money. And that's the really the power of the Roth. So that's kind of the first part. And, there, and there's all kinds of accounts there. So, so if you're interested in tax-free, then the Roth is definitely the way to go. One thing I'll just comment on that real fast is that I cannot tell you, Laurel, I'm sure you hear this all the time too, because you have the same conversations I do, is that people will say, oh, well, my accountant, my CPA told me I make too much. I can't have a Roth. Yeah, I hear okay. it all the that's time. That's total baloney. Yeah, that's total baloney. Okay. I've never met anyone I could not get into a Roth. In fact, I had one gentleman, just as a quick example, one gentleman came to a workshop I was doing. I'll never forget. It was in December of 06. And he says, you know, I can't, I can't have a Roth. He's like, you talk a lot about it. He says, I get it. He's like, you don't have to explain it to him. He's like, I get it, but I make too much to, to have a Roth. Within 12 months, he had over $100,000 in Roth accounts. It's just total baloney if somebody tells you you can't have these vehicles. You absolutely can. You just have to know how to do it. And of course, it's, it's got to be 100% legal, which is what we specialize in. So that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question that you asked is about your daughter. So that's the great thing. Kids can have accounts. Obviously, your daughter has one. And investing in an LLC is one where yeah, you can make an investment in an LLC. That LLC can hold all kinds of assets, right? So at the first pass, I say... Yeah, 100% can be done. Now, the, the trick of it is, is that when we talk about a business or some nature of a business, businesses, interestingly enough, are not prohibited inside of a retirement account. So you can own a business inside of a retirement account if you want to. But now when we talk about a specific type of business, that's where you know we would get into some more questions and just make sure that it's conforming to the rules and those kinds of things. And as long as it conforms, then the answer is yes. Awesome. So people are listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, this is like amazing because you can buy an LLC, you can do real estate. So let's talk about just more specific investments. Like one that I think, as you know, a lot of the projects around our community is like Flip Wall Street. So my son has a Roth and it's on a flip algorithm trader and you know takes him in and out of the market and shorts it and it's in his Roth. So it'll continue to grow tax-free, tax-deferred. But like gas and oil, actually, I'm just saying these and I want your opinion on them or create the accuracy where I'm off a little if I am. But gas and oil has such a great depreciation schedule, putting that in a Roth or even in a qualified plan would not be, in my opinion, smart because you lose all the tax benefits. So just kind of detail more like the kinds of investments that maybe different vehicles are good for or are not good for. Not like an advice. Yes. I know you and I can't give advice, but just, you know, what we see out there. By the way, I love that question. So I appreciate you asking it. Here's my take on it. 
And this is one of the things, and this is one of the things that I really, truthfully, and this is just not giving you a pat on the back, Laurel, but I really enjoy working with you because you really think through all the different aspects of somebody's financial life and really strive and put a lot of effort into connecting the dots for clients and the people that you know work with you. And that's the thing that I say, because we are a part of the team. We're not the entire team. So what I tell people is, is a self-directed or retirement accounts for you and your family and your business are going to be a part of your financial picture. It's going to be some of the tools in your toolbox. There's not going to be all the tools. And so one of the ways to evaluate what investments are ideally suited for a client, right? You and I, or someone listening right now, is to take a look at the total financial picture. So one of the things that I tell people is you have a retirement account, you get these tax advantages. So one of the big considerations when making an investment decision is what does the rate of return look like for you? Because some people will say, well, this investment has tax benefits that you forfeit inside of a retirement account. That may be true, but here's the reality of it. Why are you making the investment in the first place? Is it for the rate of return, which if that is a goal and you say, hey, I can make more money doing this than something else, then it makes sense to still do it in the retirement account. But there's many scenarios, like you mentioned oil and gas, where people say, hey, I'm going to hold this investment for a very specific purpose, and I'm going to be able to take some things against income to, to really lower my taxable income, which one way to look at that is, hey, that increases my, my rate of return in that I have more money to spend every year, right? Well, that may not make sense to do in a retirement account. So that's where I, I'm an avid believer. And one of the things that I always tell people is, look, you want to consult with the people who are helping you with your financial picture to make the best choices so that you optimize, right? I always say, you know, when you, when you step into this world, there's so many great things that you can do. I'm not worried about accomplishing great things. I really want the ideal for the client. And the way you have the ideal for the client is to do exactly what you're talking about, is to look at the different types of assets and recognize that there's some that will be way more beneficial to you right outside the retirement account and some that will be very beneficial to you inside the retirement account. And so let's talk about a few examples. So how you get your kid to be a millionaire. Because I think, like you said, I, and thank you for the comment on the integration of our team because I, I know that we do it so well and we just have awesome teams. Like I love when we have, you know, our advanced team all on a big panel. I think that's uh, one of the greatest things our clients could ever see is how everybody has a role and everybody stays in their lane. So when it comes to the decision of, you know, what do I invest in? Then you would go to somebody like Rob, who's one of our alternative financial planners who can actually advise and tell you. And, you know, Edwin will tell you the boundaries around this, you know, your qualified plans. But let's talk about the kids because over and over and over, you know, we do a lot of legacy work and families do will say, you know, I didn't put enough away for my kid's college. I didn't put enough away for my kid, blah, blah, blah. $5,500 a year. So talk about some of those numbers. And the one that you just shared with us at the last show with somebody who waited 10 years to start doing this could cost them $1.8 million, according to your example. So give some of those fun examples because I think it's so simple. It's just $5,500 yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the great thing about wealth building, this is what I tell people. I tell people, you know, wealth building is not complicated. I can't tell you it's always easy, but it's not complicated as people think. And so one of the illustrations that I, I shared at your event and that I'll share right now is that uh, I have a client. She's a grandmother. And so she's self-directing her own accounts, you know, and creating a retirement income for herself. But she's such an avid believer in it. She says, you know what? My grandkids need to get this. And so she says, would you be willing to have a conversation with my grandson? Because he just left college, didn't finish college, but left college. And I want him to understand what he's able to accomplish in his life and just how this stuff works. So I said, be happy to. So actually, I had that phone call. I think it was earlier this week or last week. It was in the last couple of weeks. 
And so what I did was I just put together because, you know, again, it's not, it's not complex. It's super simple. So when I got on the phone with, with uh, Mitchell, who's the grandson, I said, I just want to impress upon you. You know, one of the reasons why I've been successful and I was fortunate enough to figure it out at a young age, because I started doing things from a young age that none of my friends were doing. And so I said, you know, here's the scenario, right? So Mitchell is 20 going on 21, uh, actually next March. And I said, if you opened up a Roth IRA right now and you put $5,500 a year in it, and now I said, if you divide 5,500 by 12 months, that's $458 a month. So if you save and invest $458 a month, okay, and you do that inside of a Roth, and let's just assume you're getting 10% on the money, which, right, I, I just use as kind of a basic illustration in this world because I see a lot of people do better than 10%. Some people don't do quite 10%, but 10% would be, seem to be a fair average for illustration purposes. So I said, you know, if you're getting 10% on the money, and you're putting away $458 a month. I said, when you turn 62, Mitchell, your account will be worth $3,001,289. Okay, $3,001,289. And he's like, holy cow, like, you know, kids don't think about this stuff. And which is kind of funny because I don't know, maybe I'm a nerd because I, I started thinking about this stuff back when I was in middle school. You know, I mean, that's when I started my investing career. But at any rate, I said, here's the thing that I want you to think about, though. I said, if you never want to run out of money, you can't touch your principal. You can't draw down on your nest egg. So I said, what you can spend every year is the income that your investments provide you. So I said, if you're making 10% and you've got an account worth $3 million, that's $300,000 a year. But I said, but wait a minute, because it's coming from a Roth, you pay no income tax on that 300000 So what that means is you actually have $300,000 a year to spend. Okay. And he was just blown away by that. Now I said, Mitchell, let me just tell you, I want to give you another example because you're thinking, well, I'm 21 years old and I know what's on your mind. I know the number one thing on your mind and I know it's not money right now. Okay. I said, I'm actually 21 with 27 years experience. So I totally get where you're at, right? And I said, so here's the thing. Let's just say you wait 10 years. Instead of starting this at 21, you do it at 31. Same numbers. You put $458 away a month. You do that to 62. I said, do you know what your account value would be worth then? He's like, I have no idea. I said, your account value would be $1,119,000. I said, you effectively forfeit. $2 million and $200,000 a year in income for the rest of your life by thinking to yourself, I got all the time in the world. I can put this off another year. I can put it off another two years. I don't have to worry about it. It's the biggest mistake I see people make. And people have no idea what it's costing them when they make those, those decisions. No, I don't. I think, and I want you to give one more, and I know we're coming to the end of the podcast. There was another example you used of a gentleman who started late and then ended up with very similar millions in his account. And it was from a completely dead start. You know who I'm talking about? And I think he did real estate. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. So what happened with Gary, you know, Gary was an attorney, 53 years old. And this was back in 04 when he opened up his first Roth self-directed IRA. Uh, he opened it up. He made a $4,000 contribution that year. Because that, that was the only amount of money you could put in a Roth that year, right? That was the contribution that was $4,000. So he maxed out the contribution. He put 4000 in. 
his goal was because you know he went to the financial advisor. And of course, what are the advisors saying? Oh, you waited too long. It's too late. You can't throw enough money at this. So you know he, he was looking for something because he said, you know, I don't want to work until the day I die. And you know, he had two kids, a wife, car payments, a mortgage, right? Just typical everyday American family. So he opened up that Roth, put four thousand dollars in it, and his thought was, well, look, I want to build a real estate portfolio inside the Roth because. Real estate spends off, you know, consistent predictable income. And that's what I need to stop working. I need income coming in every single month that I know is going to come in. And so I want to build this real estate portfolio. Problem is, right, he's only got $4,000 in the account. Well, there's three different deal structures. And the one that uh, we use with Gary was something that we call leverage. So just like outside of a retirement account, you can borrow money to buy real estate. Well, you can do the exact same thing inside of a retirement account, believe it or not. And so that's what Gary did. So, and I'm just going to kind of summarize this because I know we're short on time, but long story short that he started in 04, started with a Roth IRA in 2006. We set up the Roth 401k for him because that's when the Roth component was introduced on 401ks and started doing all the transactions in that account. Fast forward, Gary and I were sitting down in 2015 and what happened was we're sitting there and we were talking about his, his monthly distribution and how things were going for him. So I, like I said, the January, February timeframe, so he says my January distribution was $7,000. Now that's a hundred percent tax free, but here's the really cool thing about it. Gary uses something called the accelerated leveraging strategy, which means when he's got a mortgage or a loan against a property, he's taking the free cash flow, throwing it on the mortgage to accelerate the payoff. This actually works really well when you're building a portfolio. And so what he did was he had acquired enough properties by 2015 that every single month he had at least one property paying off. So every single month, starting in 2015, Gary got a raise in retirement, right? How many people would like to get a raise? I know I do. So fast forward, we're in 2018 now, his monthly distribution, if he chooses to take it as of January of 2018, is $40,000 a month, 100% tax-free. And the reality is, is that what people oftentimes in the, in the larger financial world tell you can't be done, can be done because I see it happen every day. And the reality is Gary is living a far better lifestyle in retirement than when he was in his working years. Yeah, and that's in a 14-year period. Yeah. And keep in mind, he was able to step out of the job after 11 years. So I tell people, you know, depending upon someone's motivation and what they want to do, and, and, you know, there's variables, but we help people retire in seven to 10 years. You know, we help them get to that place in seven to 10 years. And that works pretty well because most people are coming to us in their 50s. Now, here's what I will say. When somebody comes to us in their 30s or 40s, or particularly like your daughter, I mean, holy cow, the things that you can accomplish... Yeah. And, and the pressure you can take off yourself is tremendous. That's why I always tell people, you never want to wait. The best time to start is right now. Yep. And so we're at the end of the year. And uh, Edwin, how do people reach you if they want to uh, have a consultation, open accounts, get started? Yeah. So the best way to reach us is to go to our website, Specialized IRA Services, SpecializedIRAServices.com. And our 800 numbers on the site. But if folks go to that site, I'm giving away my, my latest book for free. And we're also giving away a free consultation. So that consultation is, is the consultation that we usually charge a few hundred bucks for, where one of our specialists will spend the time on the phone, do some uh, data gathering from you, 
and then create that custom plan, make some recommendations to you and show you how to implement these things and how they actually move you towards your goals. So you can get all that. That's my Christmas present to everybody or Hanukkah yeah. present or Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever you like to celebrate this time of year. That's my present to you. So just go to specializedireservices.com, sign up for that. You can call the 800 number as well. If you got time right then, just call the 800 number and ask for a rep and tell them that you heard me and Laurel and that you want to get that consultation and, and uh, get that going. Absolutely. So I appreciate you uh, being on. And right now it is the end of the year as we're doing this recording. And uh, I always talk about the big five, the big five things that we got to get done. So you got to get incorporated. You got to get qualified plans up. You got to review your insurance and trust, get your wills updated, just things that normal people do in the course of uh, becoming wealthy. So Edwin, thank you for being on. And again, those of you listening to the podcast, go to asklaurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. If you want to make a request, ask a question, and we are answering those questions on a daily basis. So thanks, Edwin, and thanks all of you for listening to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Thanks, Laurel. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.